The preaching at Archelaus. One evening, Philip asked a question that was typical of the problems the apostles were coming up against when preaching to the people. Philip told Jesus that the Greeks and the Romans were making fun of their message, saying that it's only fit for weaklings and slaves. He said they tell us that the heathens have a better religion because it builds strong and aggressive men. That your gospel would make all men feeble pacifists that would be wiped off of the face of the earth, even though they agreed that your teaching is the ideal way to live. So they don't take us seriously. They say men can't live like you want them to, and that your gospel isn't for this world. Thomas, Nathaniel, Simon Zelotes, and Matthew all piped in and said they too were having similar problems. How do we answer these objections to your gospel? They all wanted to know. After listening to his apostles, Jesus said, I've come to earth to do the will of my Father and to reveal his loving character to all mankind. That, my apostles, is my mission. And I will do this even if my teachings are misunderstood by the Jews or the Gentiles today or in the future. But don't overlook the fact that even divine love has its restraints and requires discipline. Out of love, a father often has to restrain the foolish, foolish acts of his children, even if they don't understand the love behind his discipline. I'm telling you now that, in fact, my father does rule a universe of universes with love. Love is the greatest of all spirit realities. Truth liber liberates when it's revealed, but love is the supreme relationship. And no matter how badly the people today screw up managing the world, in a coming age, my gospel will rule this world. The ultimate goal of human progress is to worship God as Father and bring forth the brotherhood of humanity on earth. Furthermore, who said anything about my gospel only being for slaves and weaklings? Do you, my chosen apostles, look like weaklings? Did John look like a weakling? Do you see me enslaved by fear? It's true that we're preaching to the poor and the oppressed of this age. And that's because in the past, the religions of the world left them out. But my father is no respecter of persons, regardless if they are rich or poor. Besides, it's the poor people today who are the first ones that are heeding our call to repent and who are the first accepting their sonship with God.
my apostles, the gospel of the kingdom is to be preached to all men, Jew and Gentile, Greek and Roman, rich and poor, free and bond, and equally to both young and old, male and female. But just because my father is a God of love and delights in practicing mercy, don't fool yourselves into thinking that serving in the kingdom will be easy. The ascent, the journey to paradise is the greatest, the most supreme adventure of all time. It is the rugged achievement of eternal life. And serving the kingdom of heaven on earth will call for all of the courage that you and your co-workers can muster. Many of you will be killed for your loyalty to this gospel of the kingdom. It's easy to die in line of physical battle when your courage is strengthened by the presence of your fighting comrades. But it requires a higher and deeper type of human courage and devotion too when all alone lay down your life for the truth enshrined in your mortal soul, excuse me, in your mortal heart. Today, the unbelievers might mock you in preaching a gospel of non-resistance and with living lives of nonviolence. But you are the first volunteers of a long line of sincere believers in the gospel of the kingdom who will astonish all mankind by their heroic devotion to these teachings. No armies in history have ever displayed more courage and bravery than you and your loyal successors will when you go out into the world proclaiming the good news, the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of men. The courage of the flesh is the lowest form of bravery. Mind bravery is a higher type of human courage. But the highest and greatest form of courage is uncompromising loyalty to the profound, to profound spiritual realities. That is the type of courage behind the heroism of a God-knowing man. And you are all God-knowing men because you are, in truth, the friends of the Son of Man. It was evident that Jesus felt strongly about his message that night. And this was one of the most passionate and emotional talks that he ever had with the Twelve Apostles. The effect of his words was immediate. From that day on, the apostles grew in positive aggression and courageous dominance when they preached the new gospel of the kingdom. They also backed off on preaching about negative virtues and passive teachings associated with Jesus' gospel. <clears throat> 